0: This is the Sales Gravy Podcast. I'm Jeb Blunt, best-selling author of Fanatical Prospecting and Sales EQ, and I'm here to help you open more doors, close bigger deals, and rock your commission check. In part five of my conversation with Lee Sauls and Sales Differentiation, we take on prospecting and some techniques and tips that you can leverage to stand out from the crowd and to grab the attention of hard-to-reach prospects. Before we get started, though, I'm going to share my team's secret for connecting with hard-to-reach prospects. You know, the ones that, that don't return phone calls, don't respond to email, don't let you in the door, and put up a wall anytime you're trying to connect with them and their company. We use a tool called Outbound Cards. With Outbound Cards, with a simple click and a swipe on an app, we can send a personalized card that gets our prospects' attention anywhere, anytime, from any device. I want you to go check it out, and you can try it for free. Go to outboundcards.com. That's outboundcards.com, and click on Send a Free Card, and there is absolutely no obligation. And I promise, when you start using Outbound Cards, you are going to be amazed at how it makes you stand out compared to your competitors. Now, here's part five of my conversation with Lee Sauls on sales differentiation. You've got some unique perspectives on prospecting. And how you can use prospecting to begin the differentiation process. So just winding us back to the very beginning, top of the funnel, walk me through some of of your concepts, ideas, and advice for sales professionals.
1: Sure. And we talked before about the challenge that you have in getting FaceTime, right? All this, the real competition that you have. So imagine it's two in the morning and there's a pounding on your front door and it's the police. They want to talk with you about a crime that's recently been committed. Now, hopefully none of you are getting nervous. You didn't do anything last night. But they don't randomly pick your home and you for a conversation. They've followed a trail of evidence, put together a crime theory, and that crime theory has led them to you for a conversation right now. So you can see where I'm going. A sales crime theory, instead of blindly picking up the phone and And dialing for dollars, look for evidence that answers this question. Why should they want to talk with you right now? Now, why should we talk with them? Why should they want to talk with us right now? So I'm I'm doing a, a project right now with a client that sells to retail, they have technology for the store level, and they're going through various exercises with me. So, for example, if they came across a news story about retailers struggling financially, closing stores, what have you. They have technology that helps stores address financial challenges and operational challenges and increase sales, which they should want to talk with my client because of those issues that they're having. And I'm a big believer in prospecting. I know you are. You wrote a fantastic book uh, on the subject, Fanatical Prospecting. But it's been preached to you that you've got to do homework but maybe you haven't had clarity on what pre-call planning means. What I'm suggesting is, and by the way, this helps to make prospecting fun, is do the research that will tell you that this person should want to have a conversation with you right now. So I'll give you two examples. So let's say what you sell helps to increase efficiency and reduce cost in a manufacturing environment. And today you're reading the business journal and you come across an article with a CEO who's talking about an initiative for the upcoming year to increase efficiency and reduce costs. You now have crime theory evidence to reach out to a vice president of manufacturing who you know is going to get tasked with that. So if you reach out and you position that you are reading this article and that um, you expect that this responsibility is going to be passed on to this individual, because it's the CEO's initiative and you have responsibility in manufacturing. And you position that that you've learned that information and that you have ways to help VPs of manufacturing address that. Whereas a competitor calls and blindly says, yeah, you're the head of manufacturing and I'm guessing you're responsible for reducing costs and, and uh, increasing efficiency. I'm going to get the meeting, you're not. Because I've shown care, because I did some research, not a lot, didn't take a lot to find this information. And I positioned it in a way that shows I'm there to help, that I have some things that someone else may or may not. But the way I communicate that, back to what you said before, Jeb, about the way people feel, if I make them feel like the sales call, the moment, I'm not getting in the door. But if I have really researched and I have the answer to why they should want to talk with me now, I had the building blocks to put together a communication strategy. So I'm the one that gets the meeting. Awesome advice. I'm going to give you a whine. I'm going to whine to you because I hear the whining all the time. From
0: some people. Okay, so I'm going, to, I'm going to try to do this the way people do this to me. But Lee, you don't understand. Like This won't work in our industry because we get RFPs and we aren't allowed to talk to anybody. So we don't even do anything but fill out paperwork and send things in. So yeah, they, how does this apply to us? Was that a
1: good enough wine for you? That was, and, I mean, and you, but you didn't give me cheese with the wine, but that's another <laughs> story. <laughs> I would have preferred an Arnie Palmer. But anyway, um, you know, I, I recorded a video on that just yesterday in my sales differentiation minute around the RFPs. Salespeople, when they hear that a company is going to issue an RFP to buy, First of all, in their minds, RFP should be a four-letter word, not a three-letter word, right? And they fold up their tent and they go away. They say, well, I guess I got to wait for the RFP to come out. And they are in a reactive mode. And when it comes out, as we talked about before, it's never written properly because they don't know how to buy what we're selling. And so remember I said it offers us both an obligation and an opportunity. Well, we can apply that here. What if when someone says to you, yep, we we buy this through RFP, rather than folding up your tent and going home and whining to Jeb about these challenges, what if you respond and say, you know what? I completely agree that it's important you make the right decision for this. As a matter of fact, our company supports this type of initiative. We've designed an RFP template that has all the questions you need to ask, to gather all the information you need to make an informed buying decision, our clients find it really helpful. Would you like me to share that with you? Everyone's going to say yes, and you're going to have some clients that use the entire document. I have had some clients, Jeb, not even change the footer where it says "Insert your company name here." They just put it on the street exactly as is. I've had some pull questions from it, and I've had some not use it at all. Whether they used it as is or didn't use it at all, I've still differentiated myself. I've demonstrated expertise. I've demonstrated respect for the process. All the other salespeople, they're trying to get away from that procurement agent. We're being helpful. We're showing respect for them, the process, providing them tools, and by the way, potentially saving time because if they haven't already written the RFP, I'm giving them something that they can use and it's ready to go. So when you create your RFP template, you write it for what you're selling and you make it cosmetically perfect so that someone could take it just like some have done with me. They just take it, put it right out on the street as is. Again, you've differentiated around how you sell.
0: Thank you for joining me for the Sales Gravy Podcast. You can subscribe to listen to more episodes on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podcast FM, Overcast, and on SalesGravy.com. And stay tuned because I'll be back with Lee Sauls on the next episode to continue our conversation on sales differentiation. Oh, and don't forget to go try my secret for standing out from the crowd and grabbing my prospects' attention. I use Outbound Cards, and you can send your first card free right now at outboundcards.com. That's outboundcards.com.